Hello, everybody, and welcome to a surprise episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I am your host, Jeremy Greer. I hope all of you are keeping safe in this weird, wild world of quarantine that we are now living in. Um, my friend Patty Stardust DM'd me and said, Hey, I want to come back and talk about the Souls games. So I said, Okay. Uh, unfortunately, he had ruined his voice yelling at people for not closing his shop during the middle of a pandemic, uh, so we had to wait a couple of weeks, and now here we are. We recorded earlier today. It's a um, almost four years to the exact day that we recorded his original episode, and it's a fun conversation, as every conversation is with Patty. We talk about uh, kind of a historical look. We talk a lot about his One Bro stuff, which, of course, he hadn't done at the time we recorded way back when in 2016, uh, and I think all, all of you are going to enjoy this episode. It's been really hard for me to get into a game lately because I have uh, I have Hollow Knight hangover. I don't know if you're familiar with this process, but I finished Hollow Knight. Good lord, I yeah. liked it, but there's a point in that game where I just again that, that I think the Trial of Fools was the one you were telling me about. It, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I quit. I gave up. I was like, I quit. Yeah, I uh, did. I did you get the point I got to in the Trial of Fools? I got. I don't know. Maybe it feels like halfway in when the floor goes all spiky and you've got a bunch of platforms in the middle like vertically and then the flying enemies are kind of diving at you from the sides i just couldn't deal with it i could not deal with that at all those and it's um, like that one is near the end or like it's like five minutes of work in so you can't even practice it yeah it's 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 rough and you know there's a unique boss at the end of that too i was talking to oh, a fr- oh good yeah i was talking to a friend of mine and uh, he was like oh yeah i ran such and such build with these um i don't know what you i don't charms uh because mm. you know it's it's like does a shotgun blast worth of damage to the last boss i'm like last boss <laughs> Do what? <laughs> um, I got to the part where the soul caster guy, and um, there's one of those dudes, and then there's the electricity boy that chases you with electricity. Um, there's oh. two of those uh, with platforms and spikes underneath you. So you basically have to basically constantly be moving and just hope that you're killing stuff. And it was too yeah. much. It was too much. Quit. Yeah, too much. It was the, what was it? the traitor lord fight was on where I nearly tapped out. Um where the big the big one helps you with the club? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just sang about it. I just couldn't find the rhythm with it. I was like, I, I just died and died and died and died and died. And I was like, I know this is near the end, but I feel like this is possible. But my stupid hands won't do it. <laughs> it's um, dodge, idiot. Apparently, Why are you the, dodging. They they that ga- that boss fight used to be really easy, and then they like updated the game and made it really really hard. That's whatever. Because oh, I, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I had a lot of difficulty <laughs> with that fight as well, and then like. Mm. You know, ninety percent of that—not ninety percent—but uh, like a lot of that game is optional, right? Like you can just not do, like you don't have to do that yeah, fight. You don't you, realize it until yeah. later. You're like, oh, I could just walk to the end. Yeah. Oh. Once, you, once you get the three like dreamer dudes, like you just go fight the boss or whatever. Like you don't need any of that Ooh. bullshit. But like I did, I did the white palace. I finished all the platforming there. Um, I found a like a cheater build that you can. Every time you get hit, you would get soul, um, mm. and then I. I you get the charm where you get extra soul when you get hit, and then you get the charm where you heal two pips. Heal fast. Yeah. Uh, so basically, anytime I would get hit, I would heal. Like it was just so I never died throughout the entire thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. See, I went the other way. I think what well, I went with, like, I think the charms I ended up picking were like extra invincibility when you get hurt, 
like the the extra soul one and the fast heal. Mm-hmm. So I was just again like just like you get hit and like cool. I'm just gonna heal while I'm invincible and yep. I'm fine. And there you go. Um, it was that or I, it was the um, the grand rushdown technique, which was just every single thing that would improve my health or my ability to hit things hard. <laughs> and I think that's what I did for the final boss. I just put on like the what's the charm that gives you the extra like blue hearts at the yeah, end? Yeah, yeah. Like, life, of, like, life the blood big one or something. Of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I put that on. Um, I think anything that gave me more damage and I just stood in front of the boss and just wailed on it and it worked. Yeah. By the time I got to that dude, um, like I was at, at, at no point in that game did I just like kill a boss the first time I fought it. Like I had a lot of difficulty with the bosses, but by the time I got to that guy, I had done so much of the optional stuff and I was so strong that, yeah, I just like literally what you said, just stood in front of him and then he started stabbing himself and I got on the other side and was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I tried the uh, the true emboss, quote unquote, radiance a couple of times, and uh, I just, oh, I, I yeah. literally didn't get anywhere close to any of that stuff. Yeah, it's it was it was way. I've too seen much. a video; doesn't look fun. It doesn't, and it looks what it, it it looks cool. Like it looks amazing, and I really wanted to play that, but mm. like all of that content is just way too hard for me. Mm. No thanks. Let it be possible at least for a human. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Dark Souls. Yeah, Souls. I like that game. Yeah, sometimes. Soul Series. Uh, I went back and listened to the episode we did almost four years to the day. Like, it's been like four was years, really? 11 months. Yeah, it was, it was something like May 16th or something. So we're like f- almost exactly four years away. Um, Dark Souls 3 had just come out, but the DLC had not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was kind of a weird time. Like, it was interesting hearing you talk about... Uh, being disappointed with the lore of Dark Souls 3 and saying like, you know, I'm, I want to find that stuff out for myself and don't, like, I don't think I'm going to go look up a lore video at any time soon for Dark Souls 3. And then just remembering... Hey, can, I, can I spoil something for you? I didn't. <laughs> remembering four years worth of Twin Humanities later, you were like, I'm never looking at a lore video again. <laughs> yep. And and lore 2020, I think we're on now. I think, what's the year is it? 2020? 2020. Yeah, it's been a weird few years, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And lore 2020. Except, except the lore hunter. You're okay. Everyone else, no. <laughs> Yeah, but he's he's content grabbing. You see, you saw his recent video, right, where it's just Elden Ring rumors uh, dismantled or whatever. Yes. <laughs> we were making fun of him in the one of the Discord servers of just really reaching for that content. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like there's going to be any news at E3, is there? This year, oh no, no news. Oh, I just made myself sad. Gamer Christmas is canceled. But what are we going to do? Watch a load of Nintendo Directs instead, I guess. That's it. That's probably going to be okay. That's it. I mean, I'm sure Microsoft will release like an hour-long video, and I don't know what Sony is going to do at this point. Like, I'm so confused as to what like their marketing strategy with the PS5 and everything else is that I just like... Maybe, just... maybe they'll show the, the the console itself, because, I mean, what? They they just showed off the, uh, the controller out of nowhere last night. Like, oh, here's a controller. Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why no you... reason. Like, here's a controller. Like, why now? Why on a Tuesday night? Why on just and why does it look like a like tracer from Overwatch? Like, what is this paint job that you're doing? I like it. I think it looks like a PlayStation VR headset. It does. It does. It has that same kind of aesthetic design. I, I agree. Imagine if the console's the same color. It's white and black with little blue lines in it. Oh, that's pretty good. Do just give me a black console. Like I like everything in my entertainment center is black, 
black no. on black on black, and I just just give me a Ooh. straight black console that I could. It, I just want it to be invisible unless the light is on. That's my goal for everything. How do I, you tell which one you want to turn on? Though I'm going to turn on the. Uh, I'm going to turn on the. I, I pick up the. Who, on, what are you doing? Touching a console in 2020, Patty? Like just pick up the controller and turn it on. What are you doing? <laughs> Some of us turn things off with the power. Some of us are eco-friendly, Jeremy. <laughs> just put it in rest mode. The Some world of us turn our plugs off at night. The world is going to end in 2020. I'm not worried about coal burning anymore. I'm just done. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us have a wife who insists we turn the plugs off before we go home today. Sure, but that's, that's another story. That's another story. <laughs> but yeah, like what's like looking back. Uh, I know you listened to the episode too. Um, yeah, and you know we we kind of went through an order talking about Demon Souls and uh, Dark Souls Dark Two. I feel like having listened to you and CJ uh, talk about these games over the last four years since then, that like a lot of those opinions haven't really changed that much. I feel like you you were still kind of into that, but since then you've done all of your one bros. <laughs> like you've done mm. all not all of them, but you've done like a bunch of one bros. Uh, like it has shifted things. It has definitely shifted things a bit. Um, I think like. And you, I don't want to start going like the order of which ones I like the most to least because mm-hmm. I did that on Twitter once and it got out of hand and I had to mute it because it was just it was very tiresome because it was just a lot of people saying they didn't like Dark Souls 2. Um, and I have a new rule uh, about uh, Souls content now, which is if they start insulting Dark Souls 2, I just turn the content off. Yes. I, I just I can't be bothered with it anymore. I just turn off the content. I No, be nice. It's a good game. Um, but I think I appreciate the ones that I've gone through at Soul Level 1 now. I appreciate them more. I think I have a more, what's the word I'm going to call it, like a personal relationship with them now. Um, not so much Dark Souls 1, because that's kind of a one a run that lots of people have done. Not a lot of people have done the Dark Souls 2 level 1 run, uh, that I know of anyway. Like I don't know many people that have even attempted it, let alone, you know, finished it. Um, it's enabled me to have a much more personal relationship with that game, which I did have before. I mean, I mean, like we spoke about on the original episode four years ago. Um, I was gifted, uh, well, given Dark Souls 2 to review uh, before it came out, about two weeks before it came out. And I didn't have a 360. It came on 360. I was like, but I need, I don't have one. And the, the guy who ran the site that let me have it, let me borrow his Xbox 360 so I could play with it. So I got up to about Smelter uh, before I tapped out of that game uh, because it was too hard. And my own copy had turned up by then. So I kind of wanted to switch back out anyway. Um, but like that first half of Dark Souls 2, vanilla at least, up to the Smelter, that was mine. Like that was nobody else had that at that point that was mine and mine alone uh from that point on it didn't feel like it was and over time you know these things get taken up by different people and you know there's different metas that turn up and you you know things like that don't feel like yours anymore but i think by going back through it at a level one run i've taken the time to now reappreciate it and to you know understand the mechanics a lot better and see the things it does well and think it doesn't do so well and kind of like almost falling in love all over again um, it, it's mine. I think Dark Souls 2 particularly feels like it's mine in a way that none of the others do anymore. Yeah, the uh, the fascinating thing for me, because I, I really liked Dark Souls 2 at the time, um, I, I have vacillated wildly on it since then. I've gone back and forth on that game quite a bit. But I've, since now, I, since then, I can like pick up Dark Souls 2 play it for a while and have a really good time with it. Like I don't like the meta conversation around that and comparing it to other souls games and this director, that director, you know, lighting engine, this, all of that shit like is in the past. I don't even worry about it anymore. It's just a fun video game. Like it's, and it's interesting. Like it has a weird world design. 
but doing the soul level one stuff, which I've never done and will not do, um, like watching you do it, like it was super crazy because you get to do all of this extra stuff. Like you have rings that boost stats and you have things that you need for certain areas. And like, it was just Mm -hmm. like dark souls one, as much as I like that game, the soul level one strat is either, you know, pyro or no pyro. And if it's not pyro, then it's probably nail bat. Like that's the two, like you're, that's every single yeah. soul level one run looks almost the same versus the dark the body stick. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like you, you know, watching you like switch up rings or go for things early so that you could do other things like that made it way more interesting of a video game to me than, uh, like doing this run on, you know, dark souls one. Mm. I will say that I didn't, pick the route out myself per se i was definitely like researching there's a, a oh, youtuber yeah. i like to watch called uh it's called umfa y-m-f-a-h umfa um that does a lot of these like challenge runs and shows you like the the, the shortest critical path to doing it you know it's uh and his soul level one run of dark Souls 2 is what pointed to me towards a lot of the gear that i did end up using because if i'd have just gone in blind it would have been a lot more episodes and a lot more deaths i can say that much and it was a lot of deaths um my good friend pete uh uh peter cleaves who was on an episode of skeleton i think in the first 25 he was in early as well um he was running a twitter account a death counter account and it got to like 985 deaths all told i was so hoping we'd break the we'd we'd get into commas man i was really hoping we'd get into commas i think i'm like i hoped that we didn't because i'm one of the 20 people that follow that that account and i was super excited (laughs) about every single one of them um, I, I did pre-warn him about um, uh, my Waterloo, uh, which was Fume Night. Yes. Um, I died, and this is not an exaggeration, 175 times to Fume Night. <laughs> it took me, I think there was about 10 deaths like on camera live with Laura. And then I went to like, okay, I'm going to montage. People aren't going to want to watch this for like however long this takes. Four nights eight hours total so two hours a night of just quiet anger and not getting any better at it and like maybe i'll try this different nope maybe i'll try this different nope maybe i'll just try rolling better nope laura had to come and tell me to stop every night it's like you need to start like why just because you're getting quiet and i can tell you're angry because you're not saying anything and i just sit like click click dodge okay pick myself up try again and then and then that little uh, every time i wasn't even like like reacting anymore and when i finally did it it was like midnight after a D night i thought i'll give it a go while i'm awake and just blitzed it and like he wasn't even a boss like i, I got hit once i think on that whole good run like it was amazing like i impressed myself when i watched the video now um and it was the first one i had to do saves coming because the amount of humanities and um uh, lightning resin and stuff i was like getting through it was just becoming like, okay, cool. 20 runs, and now I have to go farm for an hour. Yeah. 20 runs, and now I have to go farm for an hour. And Dark Souls 2, once you've farmed an area out, it's gone. You can't do that for very long. <laughs> so I had to just hard give up. Like I just, I had to save gun. I had to do it. It was the only way I could get through without losing my mind. Um, but I don't mind, because, yeah, it was just cutting out a time commitment more than anything. Because um, something that's come up on this uh, Demon Souls run is that you can duplicate items super, super easy. Like, it's not hard. Mm-hmm. But for me, if I'm going to be doing a level one run of Demon Souls, a lot of the guys say, oh, yeah, just duplicate all the chunks and all the stuff you need. Like, but that's not right in a way. I'd only want to duplicate. I think the way I've settled on it is I only want to duplicate stuff that I can buy. Yeah. So if I can buy Crescent Moon Grass, the basic grass, like the basic healing one, that's the only thing that I'll dupe. And that is only to save my ass some time. 
You don't want to watch me do that. No, I don't want to sit there and, and grind four hours between each session. I'll go mad. I just want to beat the game. So if I only grind out things that I could buy or like, you know, duplicate stuff that I could physically buy, I don't mind that. I, I feel okay with that. It's, it's good for me and it's good for the viewer. Because yeah. I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't watch someone going, oh, I'm just going to farm grass for three hours now. Like, no, that's if, boring. <laughs> if you've ever watched a uh, blind Bloodborne Let's Play, um, like even if, especially if it's unedited, but even if it's edited, like you get to that situation where someone sees the cleric beast, they get murdered by the cleric beast. They wake up not realizing why they're back in the dream and like they can talk to the doll and then like they go back to the cleric beast. And then after that, it's like, oh, I have to, I used all my blood vials. Like I need to go farm for blood mm. vials, I guess. And it's the most boring thing. To I'll, I'll go touch the lamp. Yeah, I'll go touch the lamp and they'll come back. Wait, wait, where am I? Oh, no. Oh, no. Why so, not healing items? Oh, no. There's, um, I, I remembered, and I don't think this happened in our original conversation on the podcast, mm. but since then, you and I have talked and there's been big conversations about difficulty, about, um, which have also been conflated with accessibility when like Sekiro came out. Um mm -hmm. Bloodborne, which is known as, I think, a more difficult video game towards the end of the game um, versus, you know, Dark Souls 2 at Soul Level 1. But I remember for a while you were kind of like anti-difficulty. You just wanted to have fun with the video game. So what was the impetus to be like, okay, I have finished Dark Souls 1, so, you know, Soul Level 1 run. I, I'm going to go into Dark Souls 2. Now you're doing Demon Souls. Like, what's the, like, is it just a challenge and you just want to have an accomplishment? Is it a fun thing to do with... Uh, Laura and now the baby like what's the what was the reason you started this stuff as someone who doesn't normally seek out challenge runs okay um this is good um so I'll go back to the very start of it I think um so I started doing the run initially on Dark Souls 1 because one of those things that kind of people talk about but I was like no I never do that and me and CJ did try it and got stuck about halfway through when it just sort of we just kind of got to a point and just stopped um I thought, I know, I'll do like a charity one because we were looking for ideas what to do for charity, you know, because we do, I work for a charity, you know, and we do fundraisers. And I was like, well, what can I do that's, you know, not just doing a raffle in the shop or a tombola or some tedious nonsense? And I thought, I oh, know, I'll do like a, a, a charity stream. Like, that could be fun. Um, and I'll do like a level one dark run because that, you know, people would enjoy me failing. I look forward to having a go at it and it'll be a laugh. And I, I you know, I think I went for like eight or nine hours that night and it went really, really well. I had a really good time sort of put it to bed as I got to Anor Londo, because I think that's about as far as I got. And I was like, wow, this is really good. I, I never saved that stream either, like an idiot. It's gone. It's lost to the annals of history. <laughs> um, damn it, Havel, you lost it to the annals of history. Um, get in the basement with you. And I, a couple of months later, I kind of got the urge, like, no, I want to finish that. Like, that was fun. Um, and just just started putting up on YouTube for the, the reason of, you know, I thought it, some people would enjoy it. I, I wanted to make the episode short that people could watch them, because I don't like watching an hour of someone anymore like i like a 10 15 minute video and then get on with my life um it depends it varies you know channel to channel but for me like 10 to 15 minutes is where i would hit you know i watch a lot of like game grump stuff and their stuff used to be like 15 minute videos that was it and they were quite palatable in the evening you get home from work have you know, watch a 15 minute video and then go on and do something else with your day and that's why i kind of settled in that kind of shorter format um and i, I just for the sake of doing it to be honest for accountability maybe um it was it was fun still and i think the reason that it stayed fun because i don't like it when games get stupid hard these days like i i kind of i'm starting to lose patience with it but we'll we'll talk about that a bit later um i think the difference with the one bro run is you're forcing it upon yourself like you're not it's not the only difficulty the game has like at any point you can go all right well i'll just i'll just level up and i'll just i'll just make the game easy for myself like you could there's always a door there's a way out 
Um, I think the difference with some of the more difficult games is that this is how hard it is. You can't make it easier. This is how hard it is. And to, to, to coin a phrase, get good. Um, I think with the level one runs, it's more about you, I don't know, challenging yourself to kind of get around the limitations of the game a little bit, um, trying to work out what does and doesn't work. Um, but it, because it's optional. It's optional. I'm doing it because I want to. Um, and it's been really fun, like, chatting with people about it as well. Like, you know, if I wasn't recording these things, I wouldn't have finished them. No question. Like, there's no way I would have finished the... I might have got to the end of Dark Souls 1. I wouldn't have done the DLC. And there's no way I would have finished Dark Souls 2 because when I got to the Fume Night, I would have probably snapped the disc in half. <laughs> I was, like I say, Fume Night was my Waterloo. I was not okay that week. I was just endlessly furious. And like the, the, again, the part of that was the race to get it done before the baby turned up. Because we were talking, when I beat Fume Night, there was maybe a month and a half till the baby was here. Um, and I was thinking, Christ, what if she gets here, I'm not going to be able to record because the baby's going to be up and we're not going to be able to record stuff. And there's there's a definite moment, I think, in the Dark Souls 2 run where I think I beat Blue Smelter. Um, it was either Blue Smelter or one of the cats. I think it was I think it was one of the cats, actually. Um, and it was the first one, Ava. Um, and I did it, like, on camera, like, not in a montage. I managed to do it in sort of five or six attempts, I think. And you can hear it in my voice where I'm like, oh! I, I might beat the child. We might get this done before the baby turns up. And that was it. Like from that point, I was like, I have to finish this. This is getting done now. I have to beat this before the baby. Um, and I, I think from that point on, I just found a rhythm with it and was able to kind of not blast through it, but really, really um, get through. Jesus Christ, Laura, she just scared the life out of me. <laughs> Did she just appear behind you as if she was some sort of wraith? <laughs> she did. She appeared behind me and dropped a note down to say, my parents will be here around 3 p.m. So much like last time when we recorded, my dad's going to make an appearance halfway through the episode. <laughs> For God's sake. Um, I've lost track of what I was talking about. My well, heart hurts. The, um, the, the thing that I want to... Thanks, Laura. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, Laura. How are you? <laughs> She's gone already. I've banished her. Um... I mean, the, the the original question was like difficulty and why are you doing it? But I'm curious now that you brought up like trying to beat Dark Souls two before the baby comes. Um, I've mm-hmm. had I've talked to a lot of Souls dads on this podcast, um, mm-hmm. and one of the big running themes is like the the peaceful moment you get when the baby is like laying on your chest and you're playing a video game and it's like the most violent monstrous bullshit is happening in the background, but like there's this <laughs> sweet child on top of you and it just relaxes like every like specifically remembering uh, Danny O'Dwyer and the Lore Hunter like we mentioned earlier, Sean mm. saying like it was it was a t- it was something that just let me like let go of any frustration I would normally have. Like is that happening to you now as you're playing through Demon Souls at Soul Level One? Like it does is the baby a relaxing thing? Like I know it's a kind of a family event recording these, but is it mm. or is it well, any so video far, games? We've, we've done like two recording sessions so far. Mm-hmm. Um the baby's been on Laura's lap or in the basket the whole time. Uh, so I'm not holding the baby while I'm recording because trying to do like three things is like I'm gonna play and we're gonna try and talk and be interesting and we're gonna try not to disturb the baby. That's too many things for me to do uh but i think were i to be playing these games i mean tell a lie i'm talking out of my ass this morning i was playing some dark souls 2 just kind of tidying up some loose ends on uh, the save i've been playing with cj recently um and she was just asleep on my lap and it was fine but then again i was blitzing it so it wasn't really yeah stressful i am yet to test the blind rage plus baby that hasn't happened to me yet um, but I have no doubt that she will calm me down as well. Only because you don't want to wake her up. Because you're like, oh, I just got you down. And now you're awake again. And now daddy has to stop playing his 
video game because you're upset. God damn it. Sounds um, like it's the perfect time for me to gift you Stekaro and so that you can you can experiment to your heart's No, content. Jeremy. I've already said no once to a very kind donor. <laughs> can I can I name the donor? Sure, if you want to. Yeah. It, it was it was you. Um I, did I tell you that the story of that by the way? No, no. You, you want Sekiro and I was like, "You know what? Nah." So, um I had at the time I had a Dark Souls podcast. Um I had, I hadn't put I had not put this on um hiatus or anything so uh mm-hmm. sean said he had a connect at activision um and so like i looked online and like i found a pr thing and i like and this was like a couple of weeks before the game came out right and i was like mm-hmm. hey i have a dark souls podcast like if you have promotional copies available like i'll talk about it on the show winner winner chicken dinner um so but of course i had already pre-ordered it on ps4 right like i had bought the game like i'm not a dummy like i was super excited about it um <laughs> so the day before the game unlocks they send me a code and i'm like yeah. and i was busy right like i had dinner plans that night like i'm not going to go home and like you know put this code in and play at 11 o'clock at night the game is already pre-installed on my ps4 at this point <laughs> <laughs> like so i had this copy and i'm like what the fuck am i gonna do with this copy and i'm like so that's when i dm'd you and i was like maybe patty and you were like hard no like i am not interested whatsoever <laughs> yeah it, it, for me Sekiro, like it did not this one i mean again we're, we're back on difficulty again like everything i'd seen of it to that point and everything i have seen of it from this point i look at it and i'm like no i, mean, I don't no i don't fancy that that doesn't look fun like that looks too much for me like that that, that will get my rage going that will get my piss boiling as we say in the uk it will boil my piss um i every i mean i've watched um our good friend ellie uh, who's also been a skeleton mm-hmm. um i've watched her play some of that on twitch um a few months ago and i'm looking at it and she's doing very well but i'm like this looks hateful like i'm not up for this and like i mean for me it was remembering kind of how the difficulty curve kind of slides upwards through the soul series you know as we got sort of through maybe not so much dark souls 2 but when sort of the later half of bloodborne and when uh, Dark Souls 3, the DLC in particular, started kicking in. Like, that was hard. Like, I found that stuff really, really difficult. Like, I almost tapped out of Dark Souls 3 DLC at one point. Um, I've never beaten Midir. Same. Um, same, same, same. I've, we spoke about this on, on my original episode four years ago. I've still not beaten the Orphan of Cause, yeah. ever. <laughs> and did. if I have to do a, a BL4 run of Bloodborne, because that's how my brain works once I finish this one bro of, of Demon Souls, and it's going to annoy me that I haven't done it, I'm going to have to beat that on a level four character. Yeah. Uh, no, you know what? The, <laughs> any, the problem on a blood level four character is not beating Orphan of Cause, it's getting to Orphan of Cause, because uh, mm. Ludwig is in your way, and Ludwig is a like a, a horse wall. Because I, uh, I have seen people struggle and struggle and struggle with that dude at, at blood level four. Like, it's not, it does not look like it's any fun. Like, it looks like it's definitely a, a serious, serious challenge. You try and get past him, and he says, Nay. No. Nay. Nay, he says. There we go. We got it. <laughs> we got him. We got him. Got him, everybody. Um, got him. Um, but now yeah, is I'm, is it is, is that well, is, is that a thing? The way your brain works, like the you know you've done Dark One, Dark Two. You're on Demons now. Like, is do, are you do you are you going to do all of them? Like, are you going to go through Bloodborne you know, and Dark Souls? Do you know 3? why I didn't do Bloodborne next? 
Because it, the, the thought crossed my mind of doing Bloodborne next. And do you know why I didn't do Bloodborne next? Because Bloodborne's level one run is a level four run, and it made my brain happy that it would be season four if I ever did it. Uh, perfect. Yeah, I'd like it. Season four, Blood Level Four. I love it. Yep. That's and Dark Souls 3 can eat my farts. So that was out of the running for the next one. So, like, it was like, <laughs> Demons is good. I haven't played that in years. Like, that's that's a very doable run, isn't it? Like, that's not hard. And I think this one isn't going to be that bad. Like, I've, I've looked some stuff up, and I, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near as hard as like the, the the dark souls 2 dlc was or like artorius um calamy or manus like those guys were 30 tries each on level one like they were hard yeah 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 yeah. They, i don't think that they're like maybe outside of like flame lurker and man eaters like i don't think there's any like incredibly difficult boss that's going to be a wall for you like the and you can cheat those like both of them you can you can definitely like cheese them pretty yes. heavily mm-hmm. um you can just stand behind the fog wall and shoot one of the man eaters or you can stand behind that bone and just shoot flame lurker until yep. he dies I'm tempted to. Part of me wants to beat them legit. Part of me thinks, I'll go crazy. <laughs> but that's the point, right? Like, that's that's the... Like, I look at people like... Um, God, I can't... I think this dude's name was Hob, who does that inc- crazy, insane, like, no-hit run from Demons to Sekiro, right? Like, he's doing, like... Oh, uh, the Happy Hob. Ha- happy Hob, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. And, like, that challenge is just... Just the sheer re- repetition would get to me after a while of like, oh, I messed up 20,000 hours in and now I'm back to square one. Like I just, my brain would just go crazy. And obviously like having a stream, having people like talk to you during that, like it's a distraction and it's a good thing. And, like, and it keeps mm. you going, like you said, with releasing videos. But like when I think about doing a soul level one and for Dark Souls 2, I'm like, oh, I just don't want to deal with the bullshit. <laughs> Like I said, that's the first thing my brain goes to is like, I could just play a new video game that I've never experienced before. Mm. Are you ever like when you're recording this stuff, do you ever get that live? Like, Oh, I could be playing uh, red dead redemption two right now or whatever, like big game that you're, that's not souls that you're playing. Do you know what? Not really because I've no. Okay. These last few weeks on quarantine lockdown because of the bad thing, um, I've been going through a lot of, like, games in my PS4 library, like the stuff I've had from Plast, like stuff I'd sitting around for a while. And do you know what happens? Is I turn on that game, and I'll play half an hour, an hour of it, and think, could be playing Dark Souls 2, couldn't I, though? I mean, wow. could be playing Dark Souls 2. That's fun. I like that game a lot, or, or Demons, or any of them. And I keep... It, it's like years ago, CJ posed this to me. You can buy other games, but Dark Souls won't let you play them. Yeah. Like, and, like, I've... I've, I've, I've been better recently. I've been playing some other stuff and trying to diversify a little bit and plan other stuff. But in the back of my mind, it's still going, you, you, you keep doing that run of, um, of, of Dark Souls 2. You never did a sorcery run, did you? Like, you never, never, never really did that face run, did you? You left that spear guy hanging around in Hades Tower of Flame. You never really finished that spear guy, did you? No, you didn't, you didn't do it. You know, you've, you've got some stuff to do on your, your, your shield guy. You know, you've got some stuff to do. Why don't you just, just do some stuff? Just do some stuff. Um, this places me back to like 2012, man. Like this was my entire year of 2012 after finishing Dark Souls for the first time and trying mm. to play anything and just being like, I could just start another build or I could spend all day invading in the forest or, you know, I could do anything in Dark Souls 1. It's more fun than uh, doing playing any other video game right now. And mm. yeah, like it's, it's that's the thing that I, I don't think that I've had that since maybe Dark Souls 1. Like even Bloodborne... Like, it gave that to me a little bit, but, like, Bloodborne, when I finished it, I was, it was weird because I finished it and I was like, oh, that's, that's it. Like, I, mm. I guess I'll just go back to PvP and Scholar of the First Sin because those came out, like, weirdly close to each other. Um, mm. 
it, and like not that, I, and I love Bloodborne. Don't get me wrong, but like that feeling that you're describing of like I'm sitting there doing something else, and like what could I be doing? Like the the closest I've gotten to that since then has been Hollow Knight, um, and and I'm still struggling with what I call my Hollow Knight hangover. Like I'm just I can't I can't like I so all I think about I thought about downloading it on the fucking Xbox so I could play it over there instead of the PS4. But <laughs> I'm curious, are you getting that with Demon Souls too? Like is that is you get that same siren call? I want to have it on now. I want to be playing it now. The fact that I have to wait until we can record. <laughs> and we're only we're only kind of getting in about an hour of recording whenever we do it now because the baby kind of stirs a bit. Unless we do it late evening, which we haven't really got to yet. Um, but because of, yeah, like, I want to turn it on now and play some now. Like, it's still fun to play. Um, and because it's, again, different and a bit weird and it's its own, its own game. Like, it's not trying to be something else. It was very singular. It is what it was. Um, and, like, seeing some of that, because I haven't played Demon's Souls in, like, years i think even before we last spoke on here four years ago like i i don't think i'd played it even recently from then um so i'm kind of like remembering the game as i'm playing it and it's brilliant like i'm getting real proper like flashbacks like oh yeah that was good one there and oh yeah the, the the silver skeletons in level four that really don't like you that make you die <laughs> the, um the section in the first level that I watched yesterday was you uh, like destroying the crate that holds the cannonballs or whatever. And they all roll down the thing and kill people. Yeah. And you were so excited about it and explained it to Laura and Laura could just not give a shit. She was like, do you have a question? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying. She is engaging with the content most of the time. Yeah. Um, it is, it's definitely like sort of trying to explain, this is why this is cool. But then I imagine that's like someone trying to tell you why the TV show they like is good. And you're not really interested. Yeah. Like, yeah. She does have, I would say, like a passing appreciation for them. I, I think she she likes them. I don't think she'd want to play them. I think she doesn't mind watching me do this dumb stuff. Um, she, I mean, I know for a fact she didn't enjoy watching me play Dark Souls three because I was just like annoyed for the back half of that game. It's like, ugh, this is bad choices. Like, I don't like this. This is bad. But I have to finish it because you know we are Souls men. Because you this are is so- what we have to you're do. A, you're a member of the Upper Souls community. You have to play every Souls game, or else you get you get your membership denied. You have to take the patch I mean, off your Letterman's of jacket. The, I mean, I would say close to the lower middle British Souls community. Like we're <laughs> in in the hierarchy. We're sort of sliding just just about under there. Um, but I think part of like that is why I kind of decided to skip Sekiro is that I think I've realized like I like the Souls games, but I don't like where they've gone to. Like the, the with the diff- again with the difficulty curve where it's gone up. I think that turned me off Sekiro quite a lot. And like, but but you're a Souls person, you have to get it. I was like, well, it's not a Souls game, is it? I mean, it's a separate thing. And yeah, it uses the same sort of ideas of, you know, man run around, die a lot really hard. But like it didn't feel like part of the canon in the same way that Bloodborne does sort of externally feel like a Souls game. It's the same ideas with some differences, but like it doesn't feel like part of it. And I, I still honestly have no idea what Elden Ring is even going to be. Um, I haven't really watched any videos about it because I mean, at the minute I'm kind of on a bit more of a backlog tip anyway. Um, I think you can be a fan of the Souls games without necessarily being a big, big fan of everything from I've ever made. Um, I don't subscribe to the theory that, you know, when a new From game comes out, every Souls channel has to go nuts on it. I, I don't see that. And I think with me and CJ particularly, you know, we've we've always sort of strove to 
play what we want to and talk about what we want to. And just because every other bastard is playing it doesn't necessarily mean we have to play it. That's when we got into the surge of all things. Yeah. Um, and he sent me a thing like, this is all right, actually. Like, what? And I think it had come out on Plus like two months earlier. I hadn't given it the time of day. And then we both fell hard for that game, like proper hard. I mean, this is the same thing that happened with us in Immortal Unchained. We just gave it a go like, oh, I like this. Oh, this is different. This is strange. Oh, I like this a lot. Um, and that makes me more willing to sort of seek out soulsy games from other developers to look at their own twists. Because, I mean, The Surge has some brilliant ideas. Uh, and hopefully The Surge 2 has had enough patches now that it can run without tearing the screen to pieces. Because I was enjoying The Surge 2 as well. It's, you know, like CJ, made me a little bit ill to watch. Like, Same, yeah. Screen was, yeah. I, I, I got to the... Um... It was, is it a park or like a museum area? Um, mm. And it was, I mean, just like anytime you would move it, like the trees would all like divide in half. And I'm like, ah, I cannot, I cannot do this. Like it's making it easier yeah. to do. So yeah. I've, I've heard it's better. I don't think it's perfect, but I've heard it's better. Um, but again, for me, that sort of surge one is right up there, you know, right, right up there. It made, you know, near top of both of our lists for game of the year last year. Cause that's how we do our game of the year. It's what you played that year, not necessarily what came out because I don't really buy a lot of what comes out anymore because I'm just trying to save money for the baby now. And I think at the minute, what with everyone being, you know, at home, furloughed, for instance, which I am at the moment, um, you know, on less money, I don't want to go spend 60 good in a game. I'm not buying Final Fantasy Remake when it comes out. I didn't buy Doom. I'm, I'm not I'm not buying anything at the moment. I'm going through my backlog. You know, I'm, I'm playing, right? Get this. Kingdoms of Amalur on the PS3 at the minute, oh and I'm having, a really, I'm having a really good time. It's actually a good laugh. The game that almost bankrupted Rhode Island. Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame because it's all right. Yeah, I have I have some I have some uh, friends that are kind of into that game. Like it got a real real bad rap because of all of the bullshit around it. But I have some friends. But it's been really enjoyable uh, listening to Twin Humanities and have you and CJ uh, chasing the weird. Um, because mm. like you guys exposed me to Immortal Unchained, uh, which like became one of my favorite games. Um, the you guys exposed me to the Surge, which I knew about but it kind of skipped. Um, and then when you, you and CJ talking about it, got me hyped for it, and I came to adore adore that game. Um, mm. The uh, Bonfire Side Chat's about to do that. I don't know if you are aware they're about to release a bunch of episodes on that game, and I'm pretty excited. Oh. To, yeah, but um. Yeah, like it's it's like the amount of souls likes, quote unquote, that have come out that have like missed the mark for me or nailed the mark has been really interesting. Like I think the thing a lot of people have like a lot of different opinions about what makes a soul like like oh it has to be third person, it has to be stamina based, like it has to have, you know, priority animation combat where you can't cancel out of things or or whatever. But like really for me, like I think it's that like exploring an environment that you're unsure of that can kill you at any moment. Um, and it also has like some really good ideas, even if they aren't like perfectly executed. I just, I just want that exploration and I want something weird to happen. <laughs> like that's it. That's all I need from a souls game. Like, uh, and I keep going back to hollow Knight for this. Like I was always really confused why people compared hollow Knight to a souls game until I finished until I got about three quarters of the way through hollow Knight, And I was like, Oh, this is why. Cause there's some weird shit happening in here. Okay, cool. I'm in, I'm mm. in. And that's and like, hollow Knight's got the same thing where you don't know anything about what's actually happening until you go read the wiki. Yeah. Or I mean, I don't know what happened in that game. There was some bugs. I read, I read an hour. I read, I watched an hour long video and I was like, where did you, where, where was this? What happened? Right. Yeah. That's exactly what I had. I don't know where this information even is within the game. <laughs> like, cool. Go search out the info. Where? where, where there's no item descriptions, dog. What am I supposed to do? 
There's some text on the enemies a little bit, but like, where are you getting this stuff? Is this all conjecture? Like, no. Um, I think if it at a point, I think it's atmosphere that makes it for me. Like, that makes a Souls like game feel like a Souls like game. Like, the ones that have hit the best are, like we say, Surge is just feels like you're playing a 2000 AD comic at points. Fucking brilliant. Um, <clears throat> same with Immortal Unchained, that very sort of late 90s, early 2000, everyone's got glowing eyes and massive guns sort of comics. Um, a, a bit Rob Liefeld in places, like sure, visually. Yeah. That's, and that's fine. That's okay. A bit Spawn, even, maybe. Like, that's sort of McFarlane sort of look to it. It's all crunchy and everything dead and on fire and a, a zombie of some description and also a machine. Cool. We're about um, to, uh, for Days of Future Cast, we're about to do Age of Apocalypse from the 90s. Um, oh, which is, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like... It's weird because that that series gets hated on so much because of the crazy bullshit in it. But I am so excited! Like somebody sent me a screenshot and Colossus's knee is the entire panel, and I'm like, yes, this looks horrible, oh. and I love it. <laughs> yeah, the designs are very off their time. Um, they're so off their time. I think yeah, design design is important. Back to Souls. Um, I for me the the 2D ones that have hit the best have been uh, Salt and Sanctuary. I quite liked. Um, wasn't perfect, but I enjoyed my time with it. Um, I really liked Hollow Knight, um, but I think my favorite one is Death's Gambit. I've really yeah. enjoyed Death's Gambit. And I remember watching you stream it and getting just blind furious <laughs> watching you stream it because you were cakewalking what it took me days to get through. Yeah, that's, um, um, with your- and I think that's another really good thing about uh, Souls-like. I think you need... Uh, you need the ability to cheese or you need like an OP weapon at the beginning or something like you. And that's something that people drastically overlook for in dark souls one, like, Oh, you can get the Drake sword or you can go do a weird suicide run for a, a giant scythe or something. Like you can do weird stuff to make the first part of that game easier. And death's gambit definitely has that. Like if you choose the guy with the giant weapon, you can literally hit shit through walls as, and you cannot do that with a dagger. So you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was jab, 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 roll, jab, 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 roll. Oh, I'm dead. Like that, that was my experience. Or like the fact that your death, death acolyte character could just make themselves a checkpoint at certain <laughs> yeah. points. Like I was, so, when I saw you do that at first, I'm like, I'm sorry, you just, what? no, that's, I'm, because the level leading up before that part was very, very infuriating. God damn you. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited to see what that weird DLC stuff they're going to do with that game. It's going to get me to go back and like probably play a magic character because um, again, not to keep referencing our buddy Sean, but Sean did some interviews with the developers and level designers, and it sounds really really exciting. Like it's going to make that game even better. I think. So. I'm really excited. I, I, I'd go back and play that again with that DLC. I really liked. It. I, I didn't go doing like any of the challenge bosses on it, but I had a real good time with it. Like a real and the story. It's got a plot. It's got a story. It's got a story. And it's weird. And, and it's, it's funny. funny. It's funny. It's laugh out loud funny at times, which is crazy for a video game because video games don't normally make me laugh out loud um hollow knight got me with one of the descriptions of uh the little dudes in the mushroom village or whatever i don't forget what they call it fungal mm. palace or whatever where that you hit them mm. and they they explode up to be really huge if you kill enough of them and you go look at the guide like the hunter's remark is a very amusing creature and i'm like yeah they are <laughs> they're really funny <laughs> i'm um look at this goof so you know challenge modes all of these games have been out for so long now uh they've you know from software has got this place in gaming history now i think that is mm. there you know they, they would have to struggle to lose it at this point i think um what like when you look back on the last close to 10 years or actually longer than 10 years since demons came out and oh. you you look at all yeah right it's been over a decade since demon souls came out um 
what it like when you look at this like the history and like the stuff that's changed in your life and the stuff that you know all of the things that have happened since then like where where are you at like are you we know so little of you know Elden Ring but even like looking at what the Souls community is compared to what it what it was like I find myself kind of withdrawing from it to a large degree like I'd I have a discord server for this podcast that people still chat stuff but like I don't I don't really care a lot anymore. Like I don't do the YouTube stuff. I'm not on Tumblr anymore. Like I just, I kind of pulled away from pretty much everything in the community. And when I try to watch videos, I find myself getting incredibly bored by it. Like I just, and this is not any offense to the content creators. Like I'll, the sins and the riches of the world are hilarious and they're, they're great. And they're having a lot of fun making content. I'm not saying that, but like, I just don't care about like learning more about bloodborne lore anymore. Like I'm done. Um, are are you still there? Like, where where are you at on your interest in these games as a whole? I guess. Well, I'd just like to welcome you to the end law twenty twenty party. Uh, <laughs> yes. I think we've got a strong running this year. I think I think we've got the election in the bag this year. Um, <laughs> I just like just just did this lovely corner with me where where we just play the games because they're fun to play. Um, yeah, I I was probably where you are now. Not that long after Dark Souls 3, to be honest, I would say. Um, we, I mean, we, me and Celia did do an episode where we kind of had fallen out of it a little bit. And we had a couple of comments that like, you know, oh, you guys sound like you don't like them anymore. It's like, it's not that. We're just kind of weary of it. And I think part of it is this dogpile when a new Souls game comes out. It's just this absolute glut of uh, people trying to kind of, oh, what's the story of this? And what does that mean? And how does that tie to that? And could this be a link to that? Because that, like, Unraveling fine. the textures of Dark Souls 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's, I'm so glad that people are interested and excited. Like, I, I like that. I like, you know, it's I, I, I will liken it to um, Animal Crossing that's out at the minute, which I just don't understand, but I'm glad people are having fun with it. I, I will never understand that game, but I'm glad you were all having so much fun. For me, like, watching this level of minutiae being pulled apart for everything, I think is an unfortunate sort of byproduct of how well it was in Dark Souls 1 and Demon Souls, and a bit in Dark Souls 2 as well. But because these games could be pulled apart and reasonable conclusions could be made, and like, you know, that was, it was interesting back then because we're pulling it apart and we're all in together, whereas now a new game comes out, like in when Dark Souls 3 came out, for instance, there's these 18 new things that have come out about it, and oh, there's there's angels now, and there's this other hollow sect, and there's this other place, and there's this other place, and I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about the lore anymore. It's it's gotten to a point with these games where they're kind of too. There's too much, and I don't have space in my brain for that. I appreciate them more as games now. Like that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a fun time, and that's what pushes me back into doing these level one runs again. Is because because they're fun to do. I mean, you know, me and CJ have been, well, CJ mostly, but I've been joining him, has been streaming um, Dark Souls 2 recently uh, while we've all been on lockdown. Um, and it's just, it's fun to go back and play and talk about that game because it's got some fun stuff going on. I don't feel like I need to have a wiki open when I'm playing those games. Like, whereas the newer ones, like, oh yeah, this, this is so-and-so character. What do they do? Well, you've got to finish their quest line. Like, well, I don't, I can't, I, what do I do? Like, they're so mysterious now. There's so much going on, and I think the law slash souls YouTube community in general, because they all jump on and try and be the first one to get that content out there, you just get bored of it. I mean, like the same with every every new game that comes out. You've got a thousand reviews on day one. Like, cool, everyone rushed their review out. Great. I'm only going to read one of them, probably. Like, 
do there need to be a thousand? Probably not. When they all say roughly the same thing, probably not. That's probably not a good way of putting that. That's not quite what I mean, but I can't think of the right words for it. Um, I well, think it's it's a it's a saturation problem. I think um, that's the word I want. Saturation. That like, was the word I, w- I was looking for. I I I you know when you. It used to be, and I, I hate talking like this. Anytime, like you know, a forty-year-old guy is like, it used to be, blah blah blah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to sound like that. Um, but I, I also think that I, my tastes have changed over the last decade, and so when mm-hmm. I when I look at these games, I'm very much here for gameplay stuff that's going to interest me. If it has that stuff, like on top of it, and again, Hollow Knight is a really good example. Death's Gambit is another good example. Like both of those games are very much fun to play. And then they have the bonus of having this weird lore stuff, but it's not kind of necessary. And I don't have people screaming at me about it all of the time. Like I, I barely knew, even though I played Hollow Knight way, way later, I, I didn't know anything about that game. Like I knew you were a buck. That's it. That's all I knew about it. And the surge I, for me was that it has a yeah. story. It's not lore. It's plot. I went plot into is fine. Give I, me plot. I went into the surge saying like, why do I have to be white bread Warren? Like, why do I? Why do I? Why can't I choose any character? And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, I actually really like Warren. <laughs> and when I went to the surge <laughs> too, about this exact conversation, I went to the surge too, and I was like, like, why can't I be white bread Warren? <laughs> where's Warren? He's my boy. Where's my special boy gone? I need him. He's just you know a bit grumpy about the whole thing. I wanted him back. Warren was great. I really liked Warren by the end. He, that, that opening cinematic to the surge, I'm like, all right, I'm in. Yep. Man yeah. has exo rig drilled into him while he's awake. All right. Super You've good. got my attention. Super That's good. horrible. I um so I think, you know, for a lot of this stuff, and look, it's it's not entirely content creator's fault. Like there's obviously an audience there. When there's an audience there, that makes it a market. And when there's a market, you're gonna find people trying to sell to that market. And for a long, long time I was in that audience, I was in that market, and I was consuming everything I could get my mm. hands on. And now we get to Dark Souls like three and I'm like, Okay, I'm out of it. I'm just just don't care anymore. Like, oh, there's angels and Gwen had a daughter, I guess. I don't know. Like what I don't So Larry is a worm and soup. S- yeah, I don't. I just like I, I find it impossible to care about this stuff anymore. And then Sekiro comes along, and I really enjoyed the gameplay of Sekiro, but I barely paid attention to the plot, and I think it kind of made it better for me. Like I just didn't care that mm. you know I had to fight Grandpa at some point, and that didn't make a lot of sense. But like, <laughs> I just enjoyed the fight, even though it took me six hours to beat the final boss. Whatever. Um, I so I I look back and I'm like man like these games are so special to me and they have changed my life in such dramatic ways I literally like know people I know some of my best friends and I wouldn't have known otherwise but I kind of just want to let them go and I have and I, that's why I think like you look at something like Elden Ring which we don't know anything about like and most of the mm. stuff people think they know about that game is wrong um so we literally don't know anything about it no hard facts and it, that is so exciting to me the fact that i'm not expecting it to be dark souls 4 is so so exciting for me yeah so it, it's different is good and tanamura is involved who yeah. was mr dark souls 2 and dark souls 2 i think might be my favorite one yeah, now yeah, i don't yeah. know it's hard. I don't like making that sort of statement because I'll play another one and I'll change my mind again. But like having him there is a very, very good sign. Um, I, and as CJ said, yeah, he was the man that saved that game. And apparently at one point it was not working. It was just wasn't coming together. And Tanamora pulled that game together from nothing. Um, I am here for it, but I don't want to know about it. I'd rather it comes out. I watch a couple of trailers when it comes out. Like, that looks fun. 
Yeah. And then I'll buy it. You know, I'll get it if it looks like I want to play it. I mean, you know, Sekiro, I watched a few trailers and thought that doesn't look fun. And that's what turned me off because there's so much to play. Christ, <laughs> there's a, man, there's, a lot. there's so much to play. You know, we've talked about in lore 2020, in trailers 2020, right? Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to know about a game until the day it comes out. Like, fucking surprise me. I know that like capitalism doesn't work that way, but like there was, there was recently a game and I can't remember the name of it, but like they showed a trailer and it was like the next souls like or whatever and it was like made in secret for two years i'm like y'all gotta get a get going <laughs> like, just go oh, you, didn't, you didn't have to tell me about it something shell or something mortal shell mortal shell yeah exactly that's, that's the one yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I watched the trailer like cool i it looks like a souls game did this need to be secret i uh, okay yeah like, and keep, keep it secret keep your secrets. yeah, yeah. <laughs> smash drop it smash drop it like it was out next month like that's what i want to see <laughs> but you know uh, you know what you're probably not going to buy Elden Ring. Like, is there anything that they could show to make you buy Elden Ring the day of? Or do you think like it's always going to be a situation from now on where you're like, take a backseat, let the hype wear off, let everybody stop talking about it. And then you're going to go into it with kind of fresh eyes. I mean, full frontal nudity would get me in, but <laughs> just straight up Wang, just straight up just Wang, straight up Wang. <laughs> you want to, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Okay. Um, so I guess, That'll be it, and uh, let's let's get out of here. Let's let the people get on with their lives. What? Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, well, like I said last time, they shouldn't. Um, yes. If they want to, um, the best place to find me is on Twitter, which uh, is at Paddy Stardust, um, where I do tweets. You know, Twitter's for I do tweets. Sure. Uh, and post up just pictures of the baby mostly now. Just just a picture of the baby every day of her doing a stupid face, which is basically the best thing um you can also find on youtube uh that'll be uh the twin humanity um well we do a podcast <laughs> i should do that first me and my friend cj do a podcast called twin which you probably know about by now um so go find that on your podcast uh, app of choice i have uh, it all uploaded on youtube plus all my one bro stuff uh which is youtube.com slash twin humanities i think just put twin humanities in youtube you'll find it um and at the minute uh, CJ is streaming uh, every day at 1 p.m. ish uh, British time, uh, and that'll be uh, twitch.tv slash coffee Jesus with uh, J E Z U S, and I'm jumping in there with him sometimes as well. And it's a lot of fun. We're playing Dark Souls 2, and we keep getting invaded by this just scrubby boy who's not very good, <laughs> and he comes in with his god tier magic, and we, we keep winning somehow. Um, we're having fun. Uh, we're going to be going back to Team Pantu Punchu tomorrow, hopefully, which is uh, Bell Tower, no clothes, unupgraded cestuses. See how far we can get. And invite anyone to come and invade us and have a go as well. I've been uh, seriously enjoying the streams. I haven't been able to catch them all week um, because of various other requirements. But uh, just, yeah, I I got to hang out for a couple hours with CJ the other day and it was just an absolute blast. So definitely. It's real fun. I think a part of it is, I know we're trying to wrap up, but like it's being able to put something out there while we're all kind of stuck at home with nothing to do. Just trying to put some like fun stuff out and like giving people something to enjoy is, you know, it's great. It's fun. Yeah. I'm having fun. It's really, really good. I've just been having... It's just fun. Like you said, it's just fucking fun. Like, it's just... A, it, it makes the game fun again, so... Um, yeah, everyone's been doing stuff. It's great. We can actually get our podcast in like we always wanted to. Yeah, I know. Chris and I streamed the other day. We used to meet Chris, oh and, I, Chris and I streamed Resident Evil 2 the other day. Like, what? <laughs> uh, Patty, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Jeremy. It is always a pleasure, and I look forward to beating you in a video game again very soon. Sure, sure. I'll have to get my uh, Chidi Chidi character out for Demon Souls and see what we can do. And it won't. 
you need your cheaty boy to beat me, do you? Cool. I do. I do. I need my cheaties. Um, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, at this point, like you all know the podcast is on a hiatus and I just release these anytime that I want to so like don't expect this all of the time but you know every once in a while they come out don't give up skeleton.com has all of the previous episodes including Patty's and CJ's and Ellie's and everyone else that we've mentioned Peter everybody on the that we've mentioned on this go go check all of that out and uh, yeah see you next time everybody oh and remember don't give up skeleton don't give up skeleton I feel like it should be Don't Forget Skeleton. Don't Forget Skeleton. This podcast still exists. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know you have your parents around, so uh, thanks again. No, they're gone I'm... now. That was it. They literally came and went. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought they were Social hanging out. Social distancing, Jeremy. Social distancing. stuff off and then they went. That's really funny. Um, yeah, I guess that's...